Hey, thanks for coming back. Dapper Dividends number 40 here on August 25th, 2020. Here we go. I just got back in from being out on a trampoline with my daughters. I was going to start the show earlier. I got home from work earlier today, but my daughter said, Hey, you're home early, dad. Come out on the trampoline. Come on. How are you going to say no to your almost 13 and almost 12 year old daughters that play a little trampoline basketball with them. It's a new thing we got a couple weeks ago to my consternation. I'm not a big fan of trampolines, but I kind of had a big smile on my face when they got me on the thing. Uh, So a little sweaty, got back in, wanted to do the show. And, you know, speaking of that, that, that makes me think that I get up in the morning for my kids. Like, what do you get up in the morning for? What gets you motivated? What gets you going? What do you think about when you go to sleep? What do you think about when you wake up? What do you think about when you dream? Tell me. What gets me up in the morning is my goal. And if you don't have a goal, you need to have a goal because you're not living a purposeful life. You need to live a purposeful life. Have purpose for your money and purpose for your life. By my 50th birthday, I will have zero debt and passive income will cover all of my expenses. This is my written down goal because a goal that's not written down is a fantasy. That's something very important, I believe. And I I came into this maybe a year and a half, two years ago, and it really resonated with me that you need to have it down, have it written down for the universe to see, put it into existence, put your goal onto paper and get it into existence. That gets you one step closer to actualizing it. And I haven't done it yet. And I keep telling my wife I should, but I want to frame that. So that's what's written down is by my 50th birthday, I will have zero debt and passive income will cover all of my expenses, thereby making work optional. I want work to be optional. That is my first waypoint. So that's kind of in tandem, hand in glove, work optional and no debt. And we're going to go from there and see what life looks like. And yes, it's 50 and I'm 42 now. So that is eight years. I am on track to have no debt by 48 and we'll see if I can make that go faster. But it's what gets me going. It's what keeps me going because when work is optional, I don't have to work crazy long hours. Maybe it's in my blood. I don't know. And I won't know until I reach that point. But I think for everybody, and that goes along with that saying that work is not a, an age, but a financial number. You need that financial number or else you're just working to work. And if you want to work to work with no goal, no aim or purpose and work till you're 90 years old, awesome. Do it if it makes you happy. But I'm telling you, that's worked for me. Having that goal written down that I can visualize and go towards every single day. I think of it when I go to sleep. Think of it when I wake up. People at work say, you're always working. You're always taking the overtime calls. You're, you know, they call me an hour whore. There, it's very rare that I will turn down any work that's offered to me ever. And that is because I am so specific. I have such a specific goal that I'm working towards that every single dollar I earn gets me just that much closer to my goal. It's a vision that I have that many people that I know don't have that clear goal in their life. So I, that yeah, that's a little bit rah rah pep pep, but it's true. It is, <laughs> it's me. It's what it's my essence. It's what I'm working for every single day. So I'm not just out there in the bitter cold and in the blazing sun like today. 
when I'm sweating and when I'm freezing, I know that it is bringing me every dollar I'm earning, every hour I'm earning a dollar, it's bringing me one more step, one brick closer to my goal. And that's just, it's huge. And yeah, this, so this job I'm at is a stepping stone. And Larry, my employer, if you're working, I love you. You've been good to me. I've been there since 2003, quite a long time. I've learned quite a bit, but making work optional is my first goal. It's going to take me some years. So we got some time and it is funny. So it is a stepping stone. It's a rather large stepping stone that I've been on for quite some time. And for a good part of those years, I didn't know that I was on a stepping stone or what I was doing. I was just working, but I was doing the best I could. And I always do the best I could. And that reminds me of when my very first paid job was at a company called White Castle. So if you're in a foreign land, which God, I love seeing all the foreign countries that listen to me is so cool. Thank you so much. I'm so humbled that you're listening to my show. Because really, you could be doing one of three things. You're listening to my show, you're listening to a different show, or you're listening to no show. And the thought, the, the thought that you are listening to my show, my heart goes out to you, and I thank you so much. So my first job was at White Castle. It was a fast food restaurant in Berwyn, Illinois, on the corner of Ogden Avenue and Harlem Avenue. I was 15 years old, and I was not old enough to work the grill And the very first thing I did, this is the very first job I had when I was 15. On the first day, I'll never forget it. It's emblazoned in my mind and in my memory is the big, she was a very rotund woman, had been there a long time and a little bit of a, little bit of a ball buster. Her name was Mary. And she said, you got pot duty, you got pots and pans, dishwashing. So they had me at a big sink in the back where they would mix things and I had to wash pots and pans and trays and whatever didn't fit in this little dishwasher had to be washed by hand, which was most of it. And I'll tell you what, I I didn't know it then, but I chose to be excellent. Wherever you are, whatever stepping stone you're at in your life, you can choose to be excellent. Excellence is a choice. It's so clear that excellence is a choice. And wherever I've been at, whatever job, whatever stepping stone, whatever company I've been at, I've chose to be excellent. And case in point, when I was doing these dishes, my first first shift of my first job of my life that for a, a minimum wage or a W-2 salary, I washed the hell out of those dishes. I had those things as good as they've ever looked. I kind of, it was just in me. I just thought, you know what? Anywhere that there's food or burn mark or anything, this has got to get off. This is my This is representative of me, my brand, my name. I didn't know it like that, but that's what it is. It was, it, those stupid pots and pans ended up being a representation of my brand and who I am. And I didn't know it, but I got those things so clean. And after a few hours, she came back and just started checking over it. And she said, oh my God, she's like, you put some elbow grease into this. She's like, this is really impressive, Russ. She said, there is no food on any of this. This is the cleanest I've ever seen these things. And she said, I'll tell you what, if you keep elbow grease up like that and that hard effort, she's like, you're going to get your raise early. And I did. So you go back then it was not, you would go on a, I believe it was 90 days. Uh, I think it was 90 days, maybe 60 days, whatever the 
trying out period was, and then you would get your raise if they decided they were going to keep you. I passed that with flying colors and I got my, you know, whatever, 50 cent raise or something early. But that just, that really set things in motion. I thought, how cool. I actually got a raise for doing hard work. And I come to find out that hard work gets you more work. And it's just, that's such a, a memory that that 15 year old kid that was in that back room washing pots and pans did such a good job. And that compliment on my first day at my first job on my first shift that I got a, a pat on the back and add a boy and a compliment from a woman that everyone said was such a ball buster. And that's never done me wrong. It, you know, it's just it's one of those things you've got to remember that you can choose to be excellent every time, everywhere you are at, no matter what stage or stepping stone you're at. And here's a crowbar of a segue in there. It just popped in my head. I was at a stop uh, stoplight today and my windshield was a little dirty. So I did the windshield washer and it, it washed off, but there was a little bit of droplets left over. And I noticed right in front of me, this fly flew on the windshield and when I watched it walk up to this little droplet of water and you could see it's, I don't know what to call it. It's disgusting uh, suction funnel thingy. That's, you know, it sucked up that little droplet of water. Then it walked to the next droplet of water, sucked up that one. I watched it do this four or five times and then I reached over and grabbed my water bottle because it made me thirsty. So here I am at a stoplight watching this fly drink water and I drank water myself. So I was drinking water with the fly on the windshield. And my wife gets on me because I let spiders go. I let bugs go. Anytime I find a, a mosquitoes, I kill mosquitoes. I'm sorry. I, I kill mosquitoes 100% of the time. But any other bug, I let go. I let flies, spiders, if I can, because do you know what? They are DNA trying to survive just like me. We're just differently sized and put together strands of DNA and we're all out there for our own survival first and foremost. That's something I've said for years is that the first order of business of any entity is to protect and ensure its own survival, which kind of goes like government. I won't say if it's right or wrong, but when there's sectors or there's institutions that the government funds and the government talks about cutting their funding. Okay, I'll say one of them. If they're studying shrimps on treadmills, I think that was an actual study that the US government funded. When they announced they were going to cut the funding for shrimp on treadmills, the people in there lost their mind that this was horrible and you were hurting this and that because they're an entity. No matter what it is, that was their lifeblood. That was their survival. So for me, I see a spider inside. I always let them outside because to me, they're just trapped. And a lot of times you find spiders in your bathroom or in the kitchen, you find them by a water source because they've gotten into your house and they can't figure out how to get out. So they somehow figure out where the water is because if they don't get to that water, they're going to dehydrate. And unless you got a plethora of bugs flying around your house where they can make a web, it's going to not be long for them. So just remember that. Also, here's a fun little factoid. If you're ever going to go in a manhole or a sewer or some kind of a hole, that was covered and you don't see any bugs in there don't go in the hole remember no bugs no hole because they've vacated the hole because there's no oxygen in there and if you go in that hole there's a good chance you're not coming out because you're going to be suffocated by 
whatever gases are in there. And where was I going with this? Anyways, so yeah, myself on the fly this morning, we shared a moment at the stoplight and I took the cue from the fly and, and we were both uh, drinking some water, although it was drinking windshield washer fluid, which is kind of gross. And I guess uh, it didn't do anything to it. So that's what I was doing at work. And my workday goes by quicker because I listen to Libby. I listen to audiobooks. It's just such a wonderful thing to, to listen to books, to give yourself double, double time, double, you know, getting paid doubly. I'm getting paid in, in life dividends and I'm getting paid in financial dividends, I guess. So beautiful. You got to do it. And as I have a brain fart here, (laughs) bear with me. I saw an article about, it was on tech. Oh God, what was it? It was a tech blog that I came across. Somehow I saw the news article pop up and it was about IBM matching Honeywell in the quantum computing. So basically I'm learning about quantum computing. The easiest way that I've understood it is with classical computers, they're extremely limited and it can take them a really long time to solve problems. And with quantum computers, it's it's a different ball game. It's a game changer. So if you have a sphere, a classic computer could only operate at either the North Pole or the South Pole. Think of the globe. Well, a quantum computer can be anywhere within the sphere, on the sphere, on the poles, in the poles, anywhere in the sphere at all. So basically quantum computers are not working within within our known traditional laws of physics, how how computers or, or they call them transistors work. And it is just, it's going to be the holy grail of the next age is quantum computing, what they're going to be able to do with it. They don't even know what we're going to be able to do with it because it's so new and it's exciting. They think there's going to be improved AI capabilities. Perhaps they can cure diseases, improve security, solve problems like climate change, uh, Honeywell is hoping to use quantum computing to find out how they can integrate molecules together to make new materials. That is just mind-blowing. I love that. And I love being able to invest in companies like that. So Honeywell back in March said their quantum computing was at 64 qubits. Now, I'm not going to get into it too much because I'm new at this myself. So you're going to have to take this as a jumping off point to go to the old Google machine and type in what is quantum computing or go to YouTube. Check out uh, Dapper Dividends while you're over there on YouTube. I'd appreciate it. Like and subscribe. But Honeywell said they had 64 quibits, which is the top of the top. That's the new high speed for quantum computing. The old was 32, which uh, IBM had set before. And IBM now uh, up last week has says that they reached 64 as well. So they've matched Honeywell and that's what they're going to try and empower, um, power their Watson computing system with. So just fantastic stuff. I love it. And something that caught my eye was that IBM said it's taken four years and 28 quantum computers to get to this. And all I could think of was how much money was spent in R and D that is 
very cool to see that a portion of their profits, any company's profits need to go to R&D. And as a dividend investor, you better hope that your companies are spending money in R&D because if they're not spending money in research and development, they got problems. There's big problems on the horizon. You need to be growing just like your brain. So when I'm working, I guess I view the books I read. I read audiobooks on Libby. I listen to podcasts. That to me is R&D. That's research and development that's going to improve the value and the, the quality of my brain. Uh, it's going to appreciate my my brain. I guess my brain is my most valuable asset, which it's going to appreciate. You don't want to be stuck if you're not learning. This is why some young people can go so much faster than old people because if the old people are not learning, if they stop learning at a certain point in their life, then their knowledge is going to be antiquated just like the old computers. So the new kids coming up are quantum computers. Well, we've got to upgrade our brains to quantum computers. You got to have a quantum, excuse me, you got to have a quantum computational brain. Upgrade your brain, put new knowledge into it. And the more knowledge that you have in the brain, the more successful you'll be because the more valuable your brain will be. Don't let your brain stagnate. If you stop learning, you are stagnating and standing still and the world is passing you by. Always be learning. That is one of the biggest traits that some of the most successful people have is they said that lifelong education is the key that when your learning stops in school, the education starts and you should never let that stop. Always be learning. I've always tried to do that. Granted, some years it wasn't as much and there was some years where I, I enjoyed reading fiction, Stephen King books and whatnot. But that was all fine and good. But at the end of the day, there's there's not much to it. It's just kind of mindless entertainment, which is good. We need mindless entertainment. Believe me, when I'm done with this, my wife and I, we have our shows we watch. So that maybe the last 45 minutes to sometimes an hour of the night before we go to bed, her and I, that's our alone time together. We have our shows we watch. But aside from that, all day we're going. We we take Udemy courses in the morning. We're taking a Udemy course on SEO optimization of our website right now that we have dapperdividends.com. We paid money for that because we're learning. We spend time, we wake up, we get some breakfast, she, she fasts, so she just has tea, and we learn until I have to leave for work because constantly improving and learning, I'm such a believer in that. And, you know, it goes to show, if you if you follow what successful people have done, eventually you will be successful. They have a formula that works. Doesn't mean they're necessarily smarter or brighter. They've just figured out what works and they have a formula that works. So we try to emulate brilliantly smart people around here that are also successful. And I want to find out what makes them quote unquote smart. So do yourself a favor, spend some of your money on research and development to upgrade your brain because you don't want that old 1994 Tandy computer that I remember with the floppy disks going by Josh LaMarche's house. It was earlier than that, actually. This might be going to, yeah, that was high school. No, this was maybe 1988. Ooh, this was the late 80s with the floppy disks. And I remember playing a computer game and you had to, he had to put the code in, the, the run, the MS-DOS and the run... I've never been computer savvy myself. I've been more of a uh, Sega Genesis, Nintendo kid. But point being, that's a great analogy as I can get into my two buys is that if you don't do the R&D and upgrade your brain, you're going to be stuck with that old computer. You're going to be stuck with the BlackBerry from 19 or from uh, 
Yeah, 90s, right? Early 2000, the Crackberry, the Blackberry. You're going to have a pager. Do you remember what a pager is? Not many people do. I remember what a pager is. So I don't want to be walking around with a pager while everybody has an iPhone XX. Not, that's going to suck. So anyway, so my buys for the week is only a few. It's because of this article that really pushed me over the edge. Now, I had been looking at IBM and Honeywell did just get added to the DJIA as they removed my Exxon Mobil after about a century, but that's okay. doesn't change the valuation of the company. Uh, you know, well, actually it could because now I believe that funds that track the DJIA, any of the Exxon and Pfizer is another one that got booted. They're going to have to dump those shares. So there's going to be some negative pressure, but people are going to buy. They're still, still a solid company. And there's still a giant behemoth. And, and I think I'm talking myself into buying uh, somewhere. Maybe I'm validating my own my own belief and opinion here, which is funny. On, on Facebook, my wife shows me posts of people, friends and family. And, and I know some of these people have problems and their lives aren't aren't as good as, as they, they pretend to be on Facebook. But man, I'll tell you what, when I see some of these posts about how great and amazing and wonderful their lives are, I almost think they're saying that to convince themselves more than the rest of us. So what I did buy in the taxable is two shares of IBM at $124.63. So that added $6.52 per share of dividend income. So that was a total of $13.04. 5.19% is the dividend current yield. And it's only a PE of 14.01. And remember, PE, take it with a grain of salt because the P doesn't include the D, which is uh, the debt uh, and the earnings. We all know earnings can be manipulated. So the P to E ratio, good to compare it against its five-year average and then against the sector is what I like to do. Those are the two tiers, more more than the S&P 500. So I like to, so looking at um, IBM, I would go to Y charts. They have a nice little graph for free. You don't have to pay money, but I like to look at the five-year history of a company's PE against its current PE. And then I also like, to look at next it's PE against the sector PE it's sector peers gives you a little bit of a good picture if that's on sale or not so I did buy two shares added 13 bucks man that that's solid 13 I bought 13 dollars of income coming in to get me to my goal when my passive income will cover all my expenses and that's something I wish to God somebody explained to me years ago is that I am buying income I'm buying time When I buy enough time, I can eventually stop selling mine if I don't want to, or I can sell as much of it as I want to, or do something that just, I don't even care if I get paid. I'm just doing it for the social event just to be out there. So I bought $13. You know, that maybe that's how we should start saying it. Instead of saying I added $13 of income, just say I bought $13 of time. That's powerful. And then one thing that did pop up today, the ticker symbol NIO NEO. Oh, NEO NEO. I'm st- I'm still in it. And it jumped up big today, one of its biggest daily gains ever uh, on the CCI chart. It's about it was about 330. It's going to be more tomorrow. I don't know if it'll gap up or down. It was huge big up day and 
I there's going to be a snapback. Think of these as like a rubber band. When they go so far up, so quick, it's like a rubber band. It's going to eventually relax a little bit. It's going to come back down. Or if it goes so far down so quick, it'll come back up a little bit. I bought myself a put. I bought myself a September 4th put, which means if the price goes down, my put goes up. But if Neos keeps going up, my put's going to go down. So I took a very calculated risk here. I bought one put at fifteen, uh, for $15.50 is the price, the strike price that Neo has to hit. And I paid $0.65 cents per share or $65 for that contract. So my... Uh, break even is going to be $14 and what is that? 95 cents. I didn't do the math. I'm fun fact about me. I'm terrible in math. So 1550 minus 0.65. You can do it. You can figure it out. We'll get back to it. And that's all I bought. So we'll see. Uh, I'm risking 30 bucks on it. If, if it drops down to uh, 35 bucks, <laughs> I could do that one. If it drops down to $35, then I'm going to get out. I'm going to conserve that money and we'll see. But basically, if NEO is above uh, $15.50 on September 4th, that put will expire worthless and the $65 will be gone. Uh, Moving along quick here. And then in the self-directed IRA, I bought two shares of Honeywell. I think these are great legacy companies especially with IBM and all the cryptocurrency coming up, which I did buy some more Bitcoin yesterday. I didn't even talk about that. I'll save that for Friday. I might even buy a little more Bitcoin since it dropped since I bought it. That's why it dropped. Usually it takes a tumble when I buy. I bought two shares of Honeywell at $164.50 and that pays 90 cents a quarter. So $3.60 a year per share. So that added $7.20 of additional time that added time to my uh, to my yearly income. Uh, currently has a PE of twenty point fifty nine, so not not the greatest. And the yield is only two point twenty six percent, but it is solid. And I had a note here about top twenty five dividend stocks based off of ETFchannel.com. I'm going to save that for Friday because we're we're about to be over time here. And as you know, I want to get out of here in. Um, 30 minutes or less. That's every podcast, 30 minutes or less, in, out, quick, nice. We're going to talk. Get to me. Subscribe. I I have a favor and I need you guys. Not a favor. This is a directive. This is coming from somebody that was a United States Navy petty officer. I was a petty officer third class. So this is coming to you from PO3, MM3, Machinist Mate, third class, not I want you to subscribe to my channel. Just take a minute. I need the help. This is the lifeblood of the show. I need some subscriptions and comments. Whatever platform you're listening on, whatever you can do to help, I appreciate that. Um, If you would like also to donate, it feels funny, but there's some better equipment I want to buy. And the promise I'll make is that every red cent will go right back into the quality and reach of my message and the show. It will not go to me. It will go towards equipment. It will go toward advertising. I'm going to start taking out. I'd like to grow this. It's not growing as quick as I want, but I'm going to get there. I'm going to grow this as big as I can. I'm, I'm going to do this indefinitely. I may do this for 15 years. I don't know. I'm enjoying it. I enjoy doing the research and I enjoy, I enjoy everything. So 
please, I need you to write a review for me and I need you to subscribe and like it, whatever you can do. Follow me on Twitter at RustyRam78. I will tweet out the link for donations, even if it's a buck. Honestly, anything would help. Your support will be so amazingly appreciated. I would love that. And then on YouTube, I have my Dapper Dividends. Run over there. I've gotten a few more subscribers lately. Things are ticking up in the right direction. Uh, You can go to, actually, I was able to change the URL, youtube.com forward slash C as in Charlie forward slash Dapper Dividends. And I'm running it right at the end here. I'm going to get the song of the show in. This is going to be quick. I used to hear this on B96 in Chicago back in the early 90s, late 80s, early 90s. This is a freestyle song. I have such an affinity for freestyle. This is Silent Morning by Noel. Great song. Well, these are all great songs. I wouldn't be putting on a song I thought was terrible. I think that goes without saying. Go to YouTube. Go to the Dapper Dividends playlist. Silent Morning by Noel. Scroll through the songs. You can see exactly how eclectic my taste in music is. What I've always said, always, I don't care who makes the music. If my brain hears it and I like it, I like it and I'll love it and I'll listen to it. I don't care about race, gender, age, sexuality. I could care less. Good music is good music is good music and I love good music. So do that. Do me those things I asked you to do. I love you for it. I will be back here on Friday. Contact me on Twitter. Let's talk a little bit. Let's chat. I'll pop in and out throughout the day when I get a minute or here. I'm busy. And I will talk to you on Friday. Take care of yourself. Peace.